travel, it's one of life's greatest pleasures. When we journey abroad, we discover new places and meet fascinating people, but we also gain perspective and take on a wider view of the world around us. That was Trevor Ranges, and I'm Scott Coates. After more than 25 years living and working in Asia, we've developed an amazing network of interesting characters throughout the region. Talk Travel Asia is our way of sharing them with you. Plug in and get connected to hot tips, interesting perspectives, and expert travel advice as we cultivate travel insight through intelligent conversation. Welcome to Talk Travel Asia, Episode 73, New Year's Travel Resolutions. Happy New Year. It's 2018 and time to start dreaming of new things in travel. On this episode, we're going to look back at 2017, reflect on the places we've traveled to, think about what we liked, what could have been better, then focus firmly on 2018. We'll discuss top destinations we hope to visit, travel people we want to meet, episodes we hope to produce, things we want to learn, and a few other travel nuggets here and there. Join us on this first episode of Talk Travel Asia for 2018 and get dreaming of your next trip in the region. From Bangkok, Thailand, this is Scott Coates and joining me from a long way away is... Trevor Ranges here in Kailua, Hawaii. Mele kalikimaka, Scott. What does that mean, Trevor? That means Merry Christmas in Hawaii because we're recording here on Christmas Day. I knew that, but I just thought some people might think you'd caught a disease or something, and that was the name of it. But uh, It's but, pretty uh, catchy. It's a jolly a good time. Well, Merry Christmas to you, and it is Christmas actually in Hawaii, and it is Boxing Day here, and we are having a lot of fun thinking about the coming year, and we thought, you know... Let's look back at 2017 and then think about the coming year. So we're going to start kind of thinking about where we went last year and what we saw. And uh, for me, it was an action-packed year because my job, uh, I lead training and development for a large travel company in the region. And that took me to 10 countries last year. So I wow. was in Thailand, Laos, Cambodia, Myanmar, Malaysia, Vietnam, Indonesia, China, Japan, and Singapore for work. Yeah. And then uh, for pleasure, wow, I made it to Europe. We went through northern Spain, starting in Madrid and then working our way from the northeast to the northwest with family. That was awesome. Hiking in the uh, Picos de Europa in the northwest. Awesome. Never been up there. Um, then just uh, in December here, I made it to Mandalay Inlay Lake and Nepali Beach with my parents in Myanmar. That was really cool. Uh, my wife and I, in February 2016, we went up to Chiang Mai province, somewhere we've been many times, and Chiang Rai province, and did a few days on a dirt bike. And then we also did another trip just in Chiang Mai, and we hiked up Doi Su Tep and did a few fun little things. And then also made it to Pretwahir Temple in Cambodia. So that's in the northern bit of Cambodia. It's a old Khmer temple up on a um, plateau. And Thailand and Cambodia fought over that for years. And I drove up there with a friend of mine, and uh, that was pretty cool. So that was sort of very quickly my year in travel, and I guess that's, what, 10, 11... Like, yeah, I mean, 11 or 12 countries last year, a big one. How about you? You should have your own travel podcast, the, the amount of that's travel a, you do, you know? <laughs> that's a great idea. Where and, did you get and to? And it's funny because, like, uh, myself, I probably traveled less last year than most years in my life. Um, we moved back to Bangkok from Bali at the beginning of the year. And then mm -hmm. for a change of pace, we didn't travel too much. Right right after we got back, uh, I did go down to Koh Yao in Phang Nga province in Thailand. Uh, which I hadn't oh, been yeah? to in about 10 years. We stayed at the new Cape Kudu Hotel there. And I, oh, I, cool. I did some writing about like day trips and attractions on Koh Yao. 
And I really enjoyed mm. the fact that the island is still pretty sleepy and charming, and it's kind of a, still a secret spot, so that was kind of nice. Um, yeah. And then I went down to Naitan Beach in Phuket, which I hadn't been to in five or six years, and we stayed at the Pullman Arcadia Naitan. And uh, mm. that was really nice, really good like family resort, I think. Uh, the beach there is really nice. Uh, it's a great place, I think, for a long weekend away from Bangkok. We went to the Chalong Bay Rum Distillery. Ooh, I remember you telling me about that. Yeah. Otherwise, that was about it. My mom and dad came out right towards uh, the end of the year, and we went to Cambodia to Kampot and Kype, and we went up to uh, Bokor Mountain, which I'd never done before. And again, we went back to mm. we went back to that area of Cambodia just to see how much uh, it had changed. And and it's interesting because most of the places that I I revisited in 2017 were places I hadn't been to in a long time, and they hadn't changed a whole lot. I mean, obviously the road up to Bokor Mountain is, is different, but a lot of those places still uh, haven't developed a lot over the past decade. Otherwise, I just uh, enjoyed being back in Bangkok, a city with the uh, always entertaining number of things to, to see and do. Um, and maybe, mm. maybe 2018 will bring some more adventurous travel. That's cool to revisit places. And yeah. uh, a good number of the places I went to uh, were places I'd been. I was kind of envious you made it to Kampot and Kep in southern Cambodia. I haven't been there in a long time. And I've never been up Bokor Mountain. It was closed because they were building like Casino Disneyland up there. Yeah. Sort of, uh, yeah, it'd be a good one. And, you know, I've never been to Kot Yao, despite being in Krabi and Phuket many times. I've never made it to that island. That would be awesome. It is quite nice. I mean, again, the, the beaches themselves aren't necessarily spectacular, but uh, if you can appreciate, like you were just saying that you were looking for something to do with your mom and dad who have been to Thailand many, many times. Um, mm -hmm. that, that's the kind of place where for people who have been to Thailand a lot and want to find something a little bit off the beaten path, but that's not off the beaten path, that's still kind of got okay. some culture and, and still some natural beauty. It's it's uh, right there in the wheelhouse. Okay, cool. And then I, I guess, well, technically it's in 2018. I have one more trip coming up, and that's uh, I'm going to Luang Prabang, Lao with my parents from January 7 to 12. So we're there for five uh, nights, just a little sleepy. So even though it's kind of a New Year trip, I'm just going to lump it in kind of with uh, 2017. Yeah. Um, mm. Looking at the 2017, though, like this brings us to our next thing, which was kind of top travel disappointments. And mm. uh, we actually had a big trip planned for 2017 that I was really excited about. And that yeah. was uh, a trip to Mauritius. And yeah. Banksy, what and happened? I, yeah, Banksy and I bought tickets to Mauritius in 2016 to go in 2017 because AirAsia offered flights there. We got a really good deal and we booked all our Airbnbs and car rentals and, and planned the whole thing out. And then at the last minute, uh, AirAsia canceled that route. So, mm. I mean, technically that's Africa, it's not Asia, but uh, eh. Mauritius looked amazing. And the good thing was that the Airbnbs all refunded us our rooms and, and we weren't out of pocket anything, but it was pretty disappointing not to go because Mauritius just looks amazing. Yeah, and, and for listeners, uh, Banksy is your girlfriend. You were not planning to go there with the famous British street artist, well, right? Well, you know, I don't want to say it. <laughs> yeah, um... I my one big disappointment this year got so close. You and I have been talking about motorcycling to Preah Khan, an old Angkor era temple in the center of Cambodia. By the way, we'll make a Google map for this episode so you can see where we're talking about. But Preah Khan is unrestored, difficult to get to, um, sort of in the center of the country. It would have had a five kilometer moat on each side. So it would have been pretty much the biggest temple of that period. I got so close. You couldn't come, but uh, a friend of mine, Adam, and I, I'd sent all my gear to Siamriap in a bag, all my motorbike gear, 
and we couldn't get bikes. And between Adam, who owns a bike tour company, between all my contacts, your contacts, and another company's contacts, we could not secure a good quality 250cc on off-road bike. And we never got to go. And I'm still stunned we couldn't get a bike. And I've had so many people go, oh, there's all kinds of bikes. I'm like, no, there isn't. Like, the only way you seem to be able to get them are through tour companies, and you have to do a tour with them. So, so close. Do, people don't do yet tours so to, to the temple complex. You know, I was pretty happy that that didn't work out for you because I couldn't have gone <laughs> on that trip. So that brings yeah. us to our next category, which is places we want to go in 2018. And yeah, Priya seems to be on the list every single year. For those of you who have been listening to our show for a while, I think it was on Dream Travel Destinations two years ago, maybe three years ago. Mm, um, maybe. But it's definitely still on the list. And uh it's still not heavily touristed, so I still think we have time to, to go and check it out. So in 2018, we said we were going to make it happen this year. We will definitely make it happen next year. Yeah, we uh, that started in 2016. We were saying we were going to go. And I'm that's when I'm putting my foot down. And I think I'm pretty sure you can get bikes in Phnom Penh. Uh, I've been by a motorbike shop there. So I think in this 2018 you and I have to just make that happen. Yeah. It would be a long weekend. We fly in, we jump on bikes. But yeah, Priya Khan Kampong is happening. We're going. That is definitely in there. Yeah, yeah, let us know if you want to join. Send us an email. Yeah, our rates are high, <laughs> but you can come. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of cool. We'll, we'll do that together. Um, I would love to maybe go skiing in Japan in December because work very well may take me to Japan in December 2018. I'd love to go to Hokkaido, but I might have to stay on uh, the same island that uh, Tokyo is in. So maybe skiing there. Um, one that has always eluded me, I'm going to name so many places, and this is basically my bucket list, and I won't get them all again, but I've had Sipandon, 4,000 islands in southern Laos where the Mekong kind of meets Cambodia getting down there man i've been trying to hit that one for about 10 years yeah you should and go to wapu like, too wapu in southern laos like start go across go to champasak go to wapu and then travel down from there mm. that would probably be the best so i'd like to try and make that happen like nick ray who was a guest about northern mima he told me about that one like 10 years ago and, and i'd love to do that another trip like i'm not going to get all these in but on my bucket list has always been to ride a motorcycle from hanoi up the northeast of Vietnam to the Chinese border and then down the northwest through Sapa. From what I understand, you need about a week to do that. And it's best if maybe you can get a few people and then have a car shuttle your bags. Um, but weather's tricky. Like a majority of the year, it's either super cold up there or it's rainy and cloudy. So the windows are narrow and trying to make that happen is tough. But that's, man, that's, that's really high on my list. Um, another one, I'm going to get back on a mountain bike. I've had a bad back. So maybe even just bomb up to Chiang Mai and do some downhill riding there for a few days. And then the big one for me is out of Asia, back to Canada. It will have been two years. So in the summer, going to go there in mid-August and rent a motorhome for two weeks. And my wife and I are going to drive through British Columbia. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, that's a big, bold list. Likely ones, Priya Khan for sure, Canada in the summer, and then one of the other ones I mentioned. Okay. That's good. Um, you know, where's Trevor than, going? Other than Priyakon, uh, I don't know. It's always hard for me to predict what we're going to do on any given year. Um, I haven't seen snow in about 20 years. And uh, many of my friends from Thailand go to Hokkaido and Japan each year to snowboard and ski. So I wouldn't mind trying to make some turns, you know, build a snow fort, uh, throw some snowballs. I'm definitely down with uh, trying to get to Japan. But that's got to be soon, right? Because it's winter uh, only for, you know, four or five more months, I guess. Yeah, or you could hit it maybe in December 2018. 
to that, I don't know. You know, I mean, I come back here to Hawaii every year. I'd love to be able to come back here. We just went to Maui and Kauai. I haven't been to the Big Island in a while, so mm. that, that could be fun. Um, I think we're going to play it by ear. I, I definitely want to make it to Priyakon. Um, other yeah. than that, I, I'm, I'm going to play it by ear. So we have made a firm commitment here that we're yeah, doing We did Priyakon. that last year, too. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think, I mean, we have basically to the end of the dry season, so we have probably to, like, end of may beginning of june yeah and then maybe like he november onwards so i think we just both got to look and like if we see that weekend where we can take one extra day next to the weekend even we just jump flights bomb to phnom penh and we do it yeah okay cool um you know one of the great things about traveling is you learn and you might not even be thinking about the fact that you're you're learning when you're traveling right but you're always taking in new sights sound people ways of moving around and living so we had one of our categories here and things we want to learn in 2018 so what are some of the things you want to do trevor um you know that was kind of a tricky one and i think the obvious answer was just uh developing my language skills a bit more in 2016 when we moved to bali um, I spent half a year in Indo between there and Jakarta and we bought flashcards and I was studying Indonesian language flashcards and I learned a couple hundred words, but then we moved back to Bangkok and uh, in 2018 I'll probably be back in Thailand, but splitting time between Cambodia, maybe Myanmar. Um, if I managed to pick one of these countries and settle down, I'd love to take some classes and just try and master it a little bit more or maybe i'll just learn chinese i don't know but like i think <laughs> at some point or maybe i'll go back and learn french because uh, i haven't studied that in so long but uh, I, I think i should make a more serious effort to to get a tutor or sign up for some classes and and do more than just dabble in multiple languages that is admirable i know myself and that I try and I'm kind of lazy with languages. Um, the thing I, I think I'd really like to do is attend a couple travel conferences. When I used to own my own travel company, I ended up at a few a year and I just sort of miss learning like what's happening in the business outside of things I work in. So I'd like to attend a couple travel conferences and maybe even try and find one where I could be on a panel, maybe about trends and travel or something to do with this podcast. Um, so I'd like to just kind of broaden my my knowledge of what's going on in the larger industry and i want to set up a panel or or somehow get a group talking about the overcrowding issue and and for those people that haven't traveled the region much like places like siam rip where the temples of angkor are overcrowded i went to kyoto a year and a bit ago overcrowded and this is going to sound really racist and it isn't but with the rising middle class and in China and the numbers of people, suddenly you have so many people now that uh, can travel. And so places that were once fun and comfortable and kind of room to move, there's just so many people traveling there isn't. And everyone has the exact same right to travel and we should travel. But I think the biggest kind of travel issue in the next five to 10 years is going to be how do destinations manage the sheer numbers, right? Like you need the income. It's it's big income to countries. It's big income to people selling T-shirts and food. But many places I think are are almost at the point where they're, they're now ruined and not worth visiting just because how Pakimoto they are. They're simply jammed. So what do places start doing? Do places start to have a quota like, hey, we can only accommodate so many people per day, but then how would you do that in a city? And I think we're really going to see soon the point where the charm and the whole reason to go somewhere no longer exists because there's just 
too many people there. And then from an environmental standpoint, I've heard that places like Siem Reap, I mean, Cambodia is like still an impoverished country and just things like the stress on sewer and water supplies and that it's getting to a point where they can't cope with it soon. So I know that's a little deep, but I'd actually like to, you know, have some conversations about that and start learning about what groups are maybe working on this and where that's going. Yeah, that was actually what I wanted to do with my APLP gist. And, uh, well, that's a topic for another day, but uh, very commendable. It's very topical because that's definitely a pressing issue nowadays mm. in lots of different places. So, uh, so I hope that works out. Yeah, it'd be awesome to see you do that. That sounds like it could be a master's degree thesis or yeah, something. Huh? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah. So that's a good one. What's what's next, Trevor? Looking back at 2017, what were some of your favorite episodes from this past year on Talk Travel Asia? Mm, you know, I was looking at the statistics for how many listens we get on episodes, and I was surprised to see that one of our biggest episodes ever was the first one of 2017, and that we just called Best of Asia. And in a way, now with this episode, we've sort of informally started a tradition of just kind of chewing the fat and talking about things in travel, right? So that was a good one. Episode 60, Best of Asia, um, was a good one. Lots of people listened to it. That was a great one. One other one I really liked was episode 71, Famous Thai Film Locations with Chris Lowenstein. I mean, it was cool to hear about his work on The Hangover and Bill Clinton's cameo, but even how he kind of got started over here in the business by almost sneaking onto an Oliver Stone uh, set, yeah. right? How about you? Why don't you tell us about a couple you dug? Um, you know, it was cool to do the episode 61, which was riding Vespas in Vietnam with Steve Mueller. Um, because ah, he's a good guy. Years ago, I had recorded a podcast with him that the sound quality wasn't good for, and we right. never ended up publishing it. So I was kind of, it was cool to hear how his business has developed and, and how Vietnam is really growing as a tourism destination and how the Vespa adventures are, are fitting into that really well. Um, mm. I, I loved uh, episode 67, which is craft beer in Vietnam with John Pemberton. Um, Tasty. Yeah, in part just because we got to meet John after that at the Foo Fighters concert, and we've partied <laughs> we with sure him did. a number of times since then, and now Beervana yeah. is distributing his beer in Thailand. So, so that yeah. was an all-around great episode. And then episode 69, which was skiing in Iran with John Fiddler and Kathleen Egan, just because... Yeah. Iran is an area like that part of Asia is something we really haven't touched on. Skiing, like winter sports, isn't something that we've done a lot of. And John mm. and Kathleen were really passionate about it. And they really wanted to share their experience about Iran. So I, I really liked that episode, too. Yeah, that was a super one, man. Like Iran is in my top five countries. And then, as you said, skiing and like, yeah, that was a great one. Two others uh, that kind of really stick out for me. Uh, episode 72, Northern Myanmar with Nick Ray. Of course, he's a Lonely Planet Cambodia writer. And he authored the latest edition of the Myanmar book focusing on Northern Myanmar. And I bought the book and I've read the whole section. And man, it just got me peaked about travel again, like a country I know a reasonable amount of. But reading his areas he's been to, like, you don't have to go far in that country to really be off the beaten track. So that was a good one for kind of getting me fired up about travel again. And then episode 63, Joe Cummings on his book, The Hunt and Sacred Tattoos of Thailand. He's a guy we've both known for a long, long time. And he's he's just such a wealth of knowledge. So to have him on on the podcast was an honor and super interesting. Yep. Those were all great episodes. And uh you know, as a fan of the show, as well as a host, that sounds like the hair club for men. I'm not just a host. 
yeah. I'm a fan of the show. No, the, it's really cool to like go back and listen to some of these. And uh, I think we did a pretty good job. We didn't do as many episodes in 2017, I think, in part because your busy travel schedule and in mm. part we took a little bit of a hiatus towards the beginning of the year. But, uh, but it's been good that we had some really, really good guests uh, this past year. So let's move on to 2018. Yeah. Who would you like to have as a guest uh, in the coming year? I want to get the hotel designer Bill Bensley. He is based in Bangkok, and for like a couple decades, he has been the guy that designs all the five-star beautiful hotels. He's just launching a brand new luxury tented camp in Cambodia called Shintamani Wild. Um, he also recently designed the Rosewood Bouquet, but he's a guy I've never met. Uh, he's kind of, he, he's a legend in the hotel business. I would love to have him talk about tented camps and, and just hotels in Southeast Asia. That'd be an awesome one. How about you? Yeah, I'll agree with that one for sure. Uh, he'd be really cool to meet, particularly if we did it live at one of the Cambodian tented, pro like that tented camp property or uh, one of his yeah. other properties, because they're just really great uh, locations. That'd be great. Um, you know, mm. thinking back about the one with John and Kathleen, um, mm -hmm. you know, I have a friend, Kasha Rigby, who we've tried to get on the show before um, to talk about skiing elsewhere in Asia. She and I had chatted about uh, skiing in Kamchatka, which I believe is like in Russian Siberia, somewhere like north of North Korea. Um, yeah. Otherwise, like that kind of area, you know, we haven't done anything about Mongolia, uh, we haven't done anything about like some, some other extreme sports. So I think like even Taiwan, we had a guest who said, hey, you know, you guys haven't done anything about Taiwan. And I think he even volunteered to, to be a guest on our show, didn't he? I think we need to expand hmm. our region a little bit to some of the areas like, you know, Kamchatka or Mongolia or, or you know, the Middle East, even uh, India. We haven't done really anything on. I'd, I'd like to expand to different regions. I don't know who our experts in those areas are going to be, but uh, I'd like we'll to find them. Yeah, I'd like to find some of those people because I want to learn about yeah. that, you know. That that is great. Uh, we got to remember all these countries. Another guy I'd love to have back on the podcast. Episode thirty seven was trekking Asia's tea trails with Jeff Fox, a Canadian guy. Um, he has a documentary out now about that that aired in Canada, and I know he did another follow up trip um, about finding salt around the Tibetan plateau. So I'd really like to have him on the show as well to talk about uh, finding salt. And then I know you and I have talked about having one on Hawaii, technically not Asia, but why would we maybe do that one, Trevor? Well, you know, we both did the Asia Pacific Leadership Program here at the East West Center. Um, and then, you know, Hawaii is not really Asia, but it's not really North America. It's, it's Oceania, technically, right? Mm. Um, yeah. But there's really strong Asian influences here in, in the culture of Hawaii. And uh, it's just such an amazing travel destination that, you know, every time I tell people I'm coming home to Hawaii, they're, they're so interested by it. And Hawaii is such a diverse attraction from, you know, they, they just got a whole bunch of snow on the big island. Most people don't know that it snows here. There's desert here, some great diving. There's whales. You know, every day you see turtles and dolphins and rainbows and i think uh there's a lot more to it than just that and i think uh we could get some really cool guests on uh through the east west center to talk about some really fascinating aspects of hawaii yeah and i make the argument that it ties into this podcast because of the population there's tons of japanese people that live there chinese yeah, filipino people that immigrated to work in farming so there's a sizable Asian population there too. So yeah, let's, let's do it, man. Yeah, it'd be great. Okay. So, uh, next one was changes in travel. We hope to see what, uh, what's something you hope to see. Um, yeah, you know, when you, when you 
proposed this as an idea. I was like, huh, what kind of changes? I don't know, you know, one thing I noticed this past year was that uh, air, airline ticket prices had been pretty cheap in 2017. Um, and there's a bunch of new routes connecting Asia with North America. After AirAsia dropped uh, Mauritius, they picked up Hawaii. And that actually oh. competed with some of the Chinese airlines. And my parents, when they came out to visit, got round trip tickets from Hawaii to Bangkok for like $360 or something like that, you know? Whoa. So four to $500 airfares. Scoot Airlines, I guess, is connecting Singapore to Hawaii. So I'd I love, like Scoot. Yeah, oh, I didn't even know about them. But uh, apparently, you know, there's a lot more connectivity, especially with, again, you said you mentioned the Chinese before. A lot of Chinese people traveling to Hawaii, a lot of Chinese people traveling to Southeast Asia. So for me to travel to Hawaii or to travel elsewhere in Asia, like it's so cheap now. And, and I would like to see that continue. Okay. I got a few uh, ones here. One of them is more tasty beer in more places. And it is improving quickly <laughs> in, yeah. in Southeast Asia. But at the very minimum, something like Beer Loud Dark uh, at every bar. Uh, more public toilets. And I realize we are in the developing world. But I was just in Tokyo last week. Yeah. And I realize that place is super developed. But like there's toilets at every train station and everyone needs to use the toilet. And it'd be great if we could get more toilets. But the real <laughs> one, you know, is, is is really right here in Bangkok. And I think less of a push to make things say, quote unquote, modern. It seems that this city, Bangkok, has been changing a lot of things to make it like cleaner and nicer. But I fear they're losing the reason people like Bangkok. Like, they got rid of street food in a lot of areas. They've taken areas like the old flower market, Paklong Talat, and pushed the flower people out and put in, like, quote-unquote, a modern river mall. But it has, like, a coffee shop and a restaurant that you can find anywhere else in the city. Or the Mahakan community near the end of the Klong Senseb uh, boat by Watsuket the Golden Mount. So there's been a lot of little things like that that they've, you know, made, quote-unquote, nicer and cleaned up. But I think they could just say, have spaces on the sidewalk for rent for street food. But they're kind of losing things by like making it nicer. So I hope they kind of maybe stop okay, doing but, that. But then, so you want more toilets, but you want them to be old fashioned toilets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So more public toilets. Uh, no, I want them to be clean toilets. sitters with pristine <laughs> conditions. <laughs> Um, okay, I realize. Yeah, one of the yeah. other things that that uh, I'd like to see in 2018 is uh, continued visa liberalization. Um, okay, you know, for Americans, like now with Trump uh, in the White House, and I think it predated Trump. We had some problem with one of the EU companies, countries. Um, that Europe's pushing back for Americans to travel to to Europe, but Vietnam liberalized their visas a lot in the past year. Um, yeah, but not yeah. for Americans. So Americans still need visas. So that'd be nice to to get uh, to travel to Vietnam without a visa, like most Indonesia made it easier too, right? They made free visas for most Western countries. Yep, you don't need a visa to travel to Indonesia, and for working mm. in Indonesia, they made it easier. Um, but for Thailand, it's gotten a lot more difficult. I'm going to have to come back to Thailand as a tourist this time, um, and mm. Cambodia has gotten a bit more strict now too. So. Mm. You know, I know that they've created some like digital nomad kind of visas, but uh, it would be cool to see like a pan ASEAN visa so that people who traveled to Southeast Asia could get one visa for all the countries, you know, maybe six months just to travel around. I'd be slick. Yeah. Again, there's lots of freelancers that work in Asia, you know, now with the modern economy with people working on computers and stuff like that it just seems kind of silly to force people to break the law you know to, to, to go to these countries as tourists and then i'm working there and then move to another country and work there you know i think some sort mm -hmm. of liberalization to allow people to 
to stay in different countries to do work from there um, under some sort of legal framework. I'm not sure how that would work, but it just seems sense to me to try and do that. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of talking on a personal note of living somewhere full time. Uh, but as a tourist, things have gotten easier. Like we just mentioned Indo, even Minma, like you can apply for your visa online, like for Minma, it's 50 bucks US, but it's getting easier. But I would agree with you for living and working, like places like Thailand are really behind. So even if they said, look, you can get a one year visa, but it's a thousand bucks because not everyone pays taxes, like at least it would be a fair option, right? Where you could say, okay, I'm going to come and I'm going to be a nomad. I probably won't be paying taxes and I'd throw down a thousand bucks to be here legally for the year. Like, yeah, that, that's a pretty good idea. Yeah. And, you know, Cambodia used to have something like that. And now Cambodia has gotten a little more strict that you actually have to have a job and a work permit. Um, but I have seen some people asking about like there is some sort of digital nomad visa that Thailand's starting to try to do or something. But again, like, I don't know, the, the regulations as I saw them seemed kind of ridiculous. Like it, it seemed like it would be great for someone who has a job to apply for that visa, which doesn't make sense for like someone who's a digital nomad who's going to have different type of like work criteria and stuff like that, you know. So I don't know. It seems like the world is getting more liberal with visas, uh, I mean, outside of the United States. So I'd like to see that trend continue. All right. All right. Good one. Uh, do we have anything left? I don't know. You know, I made a little note here when we were outlining earlier, kind of a travel gear wish list. I don't know hmm. if you have like a, you know, a GPS watch that you'd want on your Christmas list. Did you get any cool like travel gadgets uh, this year or anything that like, you know, I don't know what's out there. Maybe that should be just an upcoming episode, you know. Like. That we we did kind of like, I think on episode three or four, we did something on travel, you know, technology. We could yeah. do another one. I'm all right, man. I got an iPhone. I got a Garmin GPS watch that I use when I jog and bike. Um, I need a new raincoat, which strangely has been difficult to get. I've like Ooh, I can between get price. I just found a great one. I just bought a, I just bought a new one. It's awesome. Okay. Yeah. I've been looking for something that, you know, reasonably priced, but truly breathable and has zips under the pits. And I find I either like find one that's okay, but then there's no zips under the pits or things. So yeah. it's not a big one. But yeah, I need a new raincoat. Yeah, because we got the outlets here in Hawaii, out in Waikele, and uh, I just picked up a really nice one. Okay, that's it for me, man. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it was a pretty interesting episode. There's always more things we can talk about, and I think the travel gear uh, episode would be a kind of a cool one since it's been a few years since we did that. And like you mentioned, your Garmin watch, but you know, mm. I, I don't even know like what kind of new technology they've come out with. Like since even the GPSs I used to use, they're so old fashioned now, and it's just been a few years. Yeah, I, this is fun because um, for those listening, you know, sometimes we throw out an idea and we're like, ooh, do we have enough for that? And we're almost at a half, half hour here all of a sudden, right? So, yeah, I, I, it's fun to kind of look back at our year on a personal level and be like, oh, wow, we did talk to some neat people. We covered some pretty interesting topics. But now this actually kind of primes us for what we're going to do in 2018. And it sort of is an exercise in really forcing us to think about the new year. And now I'm kind of jazzed about the new year travel, but also doing this for another year. And uh, we've got some pretty fun things lined up. So yeah, Asia for me continues to be a place that amazes. There's always new places I want to go and new places, I w new people I want to meet and, and learn. So yeah, I had a, I had a hoot on this one and I hope uh, all of you enjoyed it. Thank you for people sending messages. I sometimes forget to look at messages and places like Facebook and our email account. And then a few weeks ago I looked and there was a few really nice ones, you know, people saying, ah, oh, thanks for the show or, Hey, I learned so much about this place or you helped with our trip. And that's really cool. So send us a message if you enjoy something and you have any suggestions. Yeah, I, I agree. We, we like the feedback. We're not always on top of it. Uh, 
uh, again, for new listeners, this is just a hobby for Scott and I. So we try to do our yeah, best yeah. and we do really appreciate uh, the fact that people listen. And like that guy who emailed us about Taiwan, we should make a point of getting back to him and talking to him about what he'd like to hear about. And let's do an episode uh, for, for some fan love. Yeah. Okay. So we have the first episode of 2018 in the bag, as they say in the industry. Uh, thanks for uh, being my co-host, uh, Trevor, and it's an yeah, honor thanks, to do this with you. So to an exciting uh, 2018, this is Scott Coates saying thank you very much and have a great travel year ahead. And this is Trevor Ranges from Hawaii telling uh, everybody we hope you enjoy listening to our show for another hopefully exciting year. Happy New Year. Thanks for joining us on Talk Travel Asia. We look forward to sharing with you again soon. Hey Scott, do you remember the time we walked on top of the wall at Angkor Thom in Cambodia? 